Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. Sam Stern here, joined across the way by my co-host, Jenny Wise. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. And we have our colleague, Rick Parrish, on the line. Hi, Rick. Hi, good to be with you. And Rick, the two questions we really wanted to try and answer for our listeners today in our conversation with you is, what does it mean to treat customer experience as a mature business discipline? And as a firm, for our listeners, how would they know if their firm is succeeding in doing that? So no pressure, but those are the two questions we want you to try and answer for us today. And starting in no particular place, can you talk a little bit about what mature customer experience discipline looks like? The first thing we need to think about when we think about what it means to really be mature in the way you manage customer experience as a real business discipline is that it's a much bigger project than people think it is, right? People think maybe just in terms of designing experiences, or they think maybe just in terms of measuring the customer experience, or maybe just in terms of doing some research on customers. But it includes that and and a lot more. So we've actually developed what we call a customer experience management maturity model, which I realize is, is a bit of a of a mouthful. A mouthful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what this does is, is we've done a ton of research on this, and what we've derived the the key activities that organizations have to perform in order to provide good customer experiences reliably and then to improve CX efficiently and sustainably. Right? There, there are plenty of companies out there that provide good customer experiences on occasion by accident. There are some companies out there that, that can get better, but just because of a, you know, a, a hero culture, you know, a few right. employees that are right. just breaking their backs, right? And that's neither efficient nor sustainable, right? It's about managing the whole business discipline of customer experience so that it's efficient and sustainable uh, and reliable. Okay, that's great. I like that. You want to be able to deliver a good experience today without it you know, chasing away employees who have to overexert themselves or, you know, not being confident you can do that all the time. And you want to have a a sort of a plan in place for how you'll improve the experience over time um, or adjust it over time in a coherent, efficient way as, as well, because expectations change, competitors come in, disruption's always a threat. You need to be able to react to that and move. Exactly. And, and without without wasting time spinning your wheels, without uh, without guessing, there's so many companies out there. I've said this before that mistake action for progress. Now, just because you're doing CX stuff doesn't mean you're providing good CX. One thing that's also worth noting here when we talk about this customer experience management maturity model is that some people. Uh, um, want to sort of shorten it up and say customer experience maturity. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about customer experience management maturity, right? Uh, measuring the quality of the customer experience is something different. What we're talking about at this point is how well an organization manages the way that it designs and delivers and improves customer experiences, right? Which then will lead to better CX performance. This is the maturity of the way a company manages its customer experience, not the quality of the customer experience that results. That is really key. And then it, of course, does have implications for the broader organization, right? And how you're implementing this so it can be long term. Exactly. When we think then about that, we know that CX, there's a lot of different roles and responsibilities that fall under CX. Are there certain components then that companies should be looking at or considering when they try to benchmark themselves or see how mature their CX management is? We've organized uh, this maturity model into six competencies. And uh, these six competencies are research, 
right? Research about customers. Prioritization. You can't do everything, nor should you, right? Uh, you need to pick mm-hmm. some things to do first for certain types of customers. The third one is design, designing experiences. The fourth competency uh, is what we call enablement. Uh, enablement uh, refers to doing the things that the company needs to do, providing employees with the right resources and such to make those designed experiences happen day after day, right? You know, it's, it's a big difference between designing an experience and then making that experience happen, right? Um, different skill sets. Then uh, the fifth competency is measurement, and the sixth is culture, right? So, so those are the sort of six competencies that, uh, that encompass DX management maturity, research, prioritization, design, enablement, measurement, and culture. It's a pretty big field there, but, but that's, uh, that's what it involves. And a quick question on those competencies then. When I hear them, I think, well, okay, these could be separate teams, right, that are running this. There's the design team, uh, yeah. there's a research team. Sometimes those are one and the same. Sometimes we have product managers who are helping with prioritization. Do these map directly to roles or responsibilities in an organization? Or rather, are these just sort of different levers that a company needs to ensure they have in place no matter where they're sitting specifically, um, in order to mature their CX practice? Uh, sure. These are, these are levers. They don't necessarily map to any particular uh, team or mm-hmm. other function in the organization. Uh, although, of course, our very own uh, Sam Stern is the, is the one who... Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who proved that, uh, that organization is, uh, is the icing, not the cake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's many different, different ways to structure. Uh, and so... One could imagine an organization structured around these six competencies, uh, but uh, that's not that's not the way it usually works. So, Rick, how mature are most companies at CX management? Well, when we study companies on these, these six competencies and the and the sub activities beneath these competencies, you know, each competency contains a, a series of activities beneath it. Uh, we break those companies out into three levels of maturity. There's the there's a beginning level at which they're just they're just working to establish the basics of a competency. Uh, then there's the intermediate level in which they're um, they've got the basics uh, established and they're they're just dialing in sort of additional technique right into the way they do these things. And then there's the advanced level at which they've really fulfilled best practices and they're uh, they're ready organizationally to start inventing new best practices for the various competencies. You know, whole new ways of doing measurement, entirely new culture change programs or, or whatever. Um, and so when we, we did a benchmark study and uh, what we found is that Pretty much every company is still at that beginning stage where they're still uh, trying to establish a given competency. You know, we we assess the companies uh, on a competency-by-competency basis. You can imagine being, say, much better at measurement than you are at culture or much better at research than you are at design, right? Um, but, but across all six, the overwhelming majority of companies, we're talking, we're talking in the, you know, the, the, the 75, 80, 85% range, are still at that initial beginning level. Then we see you know, a fraction of companies in that intermediate level, and just virtually nobody uh, at, the, uh, at the advanced level, although you know, occasionally a, a company does uh, manage to make it over the, over the hump uh, to the advanced level you know, with, with, say, one competency. I was going to ask, so based on those six competencies then, are there some that tend to be more mature than others when we look at them separately? There are. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, measurement and, uh, uh, and uh, research tend to, tend to pull ahead a bit 
uh, it's not a, it's not a uh, uh, it's it's not a huge win among the, uh, for those two by, by any stretch. Uh, but they, they they tend to be in front, while uh, culture and prioritization tend to be a little a little less developed. Interesting. That's interesting. Especially prioritization, well, right? That, that's a bit uh, of a yeah. problem. But I guess you have to have some. Of these, I guess they all they all intermingle, right? You have to know exactly what you're trying to fix before you can isn't prioritize this, it. Isn't this a paradox that they prioritize <laughs> yeah. research and measurement because they're more mature at those? But right. yeah. well, you know, it's one of the interesting things we we actually see is is that if you dig down to beneath the competency level, uh, each competency has two activities within it. Uh, so, for instance, you know the measurement competency, and the first activity is well, you know, do you do you measure the quality of the experience and and what people do as a result, and how that you know maps your business metrics, and then you know the second activity is do you uh, then derive actionable results and advice from that measurement and send it out to the people who need the advice, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, right, so sort of two activities, and it, it takes the structure of a sort of intake and an output, right? The first activity for each competency is kind of drawing something in, like drawing in some research or drawing in some some design skills or drawing in some training resources. And then the second activity in each competency is that sort of output, you know, sending people the advice, giving people the research, uh, you know, uh, uh, reinforcing the customer-centric behavior in your culture, that sort of thing, right? The sort of intake-output mm-hmm. uh, structure. And what we find is that if you, if you, if you look um, for five out of the six competencies, companies tend to perform that intake activity more than they perform that output activity, except for prioritization, right? And so, so it, what this means is, right, for five of the six activities, much of that intake uh, energy is going to waste because it's not getting used wow. right, huh. via the, the kind of output, uh, except for prioritization. And, and I, I, I'm spending a minute talking about this because this is, this, is a, uh, this is a crazy result we find. The two prioritization activities are like this. The intake activity is, you know, uh, do we identify our most important customers, their most important interaction, and really, you know, the key drivers of their experiences, you know, the people and the things we need to be prioritized. And then and that's the intake. And then the output activity for prioritization is, um, do we then make business decisions based on that stuff, right? Based on that knowledge. Yeah. For the prioritization competency, uh, something like 30% more companies say they do the second thing than do the first thing. That means that there's a ton of companies out there that say, no, we are not gathering information about who to prioritize for and what experiences to prioritize on, but we do make business decisions based on that information. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make that's any sense. Okay. Now that's yeah. a paradox. <laughs> Right. That's good. This is a good way then to evaluate. Are you really doing what you think you're doing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Gaps going on. Right. And so, what means is with that when I talk to companies, what that really means is they're guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they're doing. They're guessing, and they and and they they admit it uh, a little sheepishly. Oh wow. Okay, so uh, that's really interesting, and I think you're suggesting a very natural next question is: given how many firms are in beginner mode, are leaving a lot of you know energy on the table by not doing the second activity, right? The pushing out or in prioritization. That's the only one they're doing it for, but they're guessing. Then, how would you recommend firms take that sort of? snapshot of where they are today in terms of CX management maturity and use that as a starting point for improving? What's sort of the path forward? We 
have a self-assessment survey that companies can take to see how well they're doing. Right? And uh, it's a really quick uh, self-assessment, by the way. Uh, I see the data on how long it takes people to do, and it takes it takes about four minutes. So uh, this is not the, this is not a day-long project. But hey, tell your boss it is, and close your door, and and you know work for four minutes, and then hang out. That's a lot so, to accomplish in one day, right? I know how mature our CX management is. That's our entire <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was busy today. So uh, maybe we can provide a link to the survey uh, wherever folks have clicked to, to listen to this podcast, um, and they can take it for themselves and, and see where they are. See, awesome. Great. So uh, start by taking uh, taking that survey, and then based on the results, I mean, what is the path forward for a company? I mean, how, how do they move from assuming they're one of the many that's a beginner or, you know, the few that's a little higher than that? What is the results of the survey a starting point on you know, what kind of work? What, what, what do they do next? Sure, sure. Well, obviously, there's, there's you know, a ton of, sort of tactical advice they could offer about uh, uh, convincing people of the importance of this, about, you know, sort of change management techniques, about how you work with different departments and things like that, which is a whole other thing. But at the more strategic level, I'll say this. What you want to do is you want to get all six competencies um, out of that beginner level first, right? Uh, identify which ones you're strongest in, right? You sort of start with it. You start with a bright spot analysis and you see, okay, where are we strongest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how can we leverage what we're strongest at to pull up what we're less strong at? Some companies want to find where they're weakest, and they want to they want to focus their efforts there. But it, you know, it's it, it's harder to go from zero to sixty, you know, than it is to to take something that's already moving right and make it go a little faster. So so that's what you want to do. You want to you want to find out where your strengths are, and then figure out how you leverage those strengths to get the rest of those six competencies out of that beginning level. You know, get them established. And then continue to improve those six competencies at about, you know, roughly the same pace. Uh, Jenny, like you said uh, a couple minutes ago, right, these all play off each other. So the idea that some companies have is that let's pick one competency and let's just make that perfect. Isn't the winning strategy here. Uh, because you're letting the other five lag, and all that amazing work you're doing in that one competency is going to waste, right? Because your other functions, you can't keep up with it to say nothing of the fact that you probably won't be able to get one competency up to that super advanced level anyway, because it needs inputs from the other competencies to do that, right? How could you possibly get, you know, prioritization uh, advanced if your customer research you know, uh, is is uh, is very poor, right? <laughs> you know mm. how how could you how could you possibly have an amazing CX culture if you have no measurement? Yeah, or you haven't enabled people, right? The enablement piece and the measurement and, and the culture piece, is, you know, from my point of view, have been are, are very closely tied. Exactly. Um, so no, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a really good answer to this. You know, I think we were talking about we've we've defined. You know, coming back to our two questions that we started with, the six competencies is how we've defined what it means to be mature at customer experience management. How you measure it? Start by taking the survey. And the third question that we didn't tee up at the top, but it's such a natural one to follow on from those is, well, what do I do about it afterward? And I think really really um, clear answer there, Rick, that you want to move these forward together in lockstep. There's interdependencies between these competencies. And so you need to have them going forward together. Otherwise, one weak link of the six will uh, pull you back on the other areas, even if you're much stronger. Exactly. 
Well, great. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate it. Listeners, check out that survey. I assume you're listening to this on some sort of mobile device. Well, it's only a four-minute survey, so click on the link and, and take take the results and see where you stand. Um, Do it. And- Your train's delayed longer than that anyway. So <laughs> use the time to take the survey. Exactly. And uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode, and we'll talk to you all again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of CXCast. And remember, your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.